Sorry, everybody. I don't know what happened. It was the app. The app was not working, and then I kept unmuting it and muting it, and it just would not pick up my voice, so that sucks. But hopefully um, this is part two to normalizing talking to kids about death because, again, the app got cut out for whatever glitch that was happening, so I couldn't even keep it up. But we had a young lady that was on here a moment ago, and she was bringing up a lot of great points. And we were just talking about, you know, kids come from, have a blank slate, basically. You know, they they take, they don't know anything about the world and how things work. That's our job as parents to help them understand everything about this world and how it works. And that means we have to be comfortable with talking about everything that, that that's going to be in an important issue in their life, including the things that we're not comfortable about. That's our job. We need to get to a place on purpose of being comfortable and not basically disrespect children by saying crazy stuff that don't make any sense. And I'll give you an example of that. I made a comment in the last podcast about how, <laughs> you know, a kid asks, where does babies come from? And be like, well, the birds and the bees. And then the stork dropped him off, dropped you off on the porch. And that's how we got you. And like, so we live in Alaska. So they just dropped, off, dropped us off in our igloo. Is that what happened? So I didn't die of hypothermia, apparently, huh? You know, like <laughs> they wouldn't even be uncomfortable. If we just told them straight up because they don't know one way or the other. So I'm saying that to say like how we pass our own fear on. And then we give terms and ideas. That's nonsense. So then when they get older, you can possibly cause ideas in their mind and how they see the world that's wrong. And then, God forbid, it's something to act on that actually harms them. Because they go make choices and decisions based off of those ideas that they learn from their parents. They learn from home. So death is one of those things where we talk about the range of emotions that we're going to feel. Letting people know, letting them know that it's okay to feel those things and miss people, but it is a part of life. It's going to happen to everybody. But I think if we make it such a big deal and such an aspect, that's where the problems are going to come in at. I have a daughter. And I love her with everything I have in me. However, I do hope that I'm here long enough to at least finish my job for her. To the place where she don't need me anymore. But we, I don't know when that's going to happen. You know, my time to come to transition, if you will. My baby's 13. So, of course, I hope it's not for a long time. But again, we don't know. We barely know what's going to happen an hour from now. So I'm not going to set her up with an impossible standard. I'm going to be here for a very long time. That's a lie because we don't know that. It's a lie in terms of <laughs> I don't that's I don't know that that's not factual. There's no way I can prove something like that. But I'm saying it because I don't want her to get uncomfortable when it's like, well, this is life. We're going to be uncomfortable about something. But if we can at least get the information and, and talk and think about it a certain way, we don't have to be uncomfortable because a lot of times what we feel and what we know is not the same thing. And we need to be able to differentiate that. Differentiate that. That's just what comes with just trying to be mature. 
And I'm not going to tell her not to think about it. And what I mean by that is this. Not should she be dwelling on it? No. But what I'm saying is that I'm preparing her for that could happen. So if it does, whether it's years from now, whether it's a week from now, you're going to feel some kind of way and that's fine. It's just being him when you care about somebody. But what I do need you to do is make sure that you don't let that stop you from becoming who you're supposed to be because you just can't handle the idea that your father died or your mother died or whoever. I've seen a lot of people when a loved one passed, they basically died too. They're screwed. All their hopes and aspirations in life is short-circuited by emotional degradation because they just can't get on with their life. Isn't that the point of life? Continuing to move forward and grow in spite of? What's the point of even trying to do anything for our lives right now? If we like, well, if somebody die, I'm not going to be able to handle that. So I'm also just sit on a corner somewhere and just be like, whatever. Shouldn't we serve the memory of those we cared about the most by making the most of our life with the time that we have left? Shouldn't we let the idea of death in this aspect allow us to really, really hold on to the idea of how precious life is? Meaning that we're going to make sure we make time for the people we care about since we do not know how much time we have left. These are the things I talk about to my daughter. And I have consistent conversations in that. Because I need to put it in her to have the correct understanding about this. But also the greatest benefit. Let us make sure we spend quality time with each other as much as we can while we have the time. Let us not take that for granted. A lot of people take life for granted. They think they'll always have time. They think they'll have tomorrow to do A, B, and C. They never stop to consider, what if tomorrow never comes? And for a lot of people, especially with this COVID mess, tomorrow never came. And that's something we have to think about. I take parenting 1,000% serious i'm all about preparing my daughter for the facts of life and that's the point of this conversation the facts of life what's the point of doing anything and going forward with goals and dreams and aspirations if we're not strong enough to deal with the facts of life preparing our children for the facts of life i cannot state that more facts of life not the feelings of life It's two different things. They need to be able to understand what the facts are and make choices based off of that, not how they feel about it. Feelings always gets us in trouble. We got to be careful with that. So I had a young lady who came in. Her name was Kim. Um, Kim, if you're still there, if you decide to come in, please try to come back in. If you had some other points you would like to add, because as I said, the app was jacking up. So that's what happened. I heard everything you were saying. And it wouldn't, my voice wouldn't come through with the audio for whatever reason. Uh, but she uh, Kim made some great points, you know, as far as being careful of the terminology we use. She made a point about how 
Um, she had an experience with someone she knows where uh, the relative died. And, you know, the explanation that person got was that, you know, God wanted another angel. So it was like, you know, some of these things we set them up for failure just by giving them the wrong understanding. And if anybody heard in my other podcasts, especially talking about children, if it's one thing I've seen in the parenting world, which I despise the most, kids are often treated as subhuman. What did I mean by that? They're not necessarily intentionally not looking as, at kids as people, but they still do it. How many times do you hear stay in a child's place? Kids should be seen and not heard. How many times kids try to speak about how they feel? And because it contradicts the adult's idea of what happened or what they think. They can dismiss them. Kids are learning how that they, the kids are learning that they don't matter from the people that supposedly they're supposed to matter to the most. They're learning how not to have a voice by the very people who's supposed to give them a voice. Their parents see this mess all the time. So in that case, kids are treated as a subhuman category. Like they're not people. They're people. They're just little people. That's what makes them beautiful. Little people. So then they grow up corrupted and turn into monsters and all this kind of stuff. We wonder where this mess is coming from. Because the little seeds that you deposited in them grew into a force of wickedness. This is the crap we're talking about. So I'm like, Psh, it's not going to be my daughter. Not if I can help it. I'm not playing that. My daughter will be honored as a person. She is my equal. Her age has nothing to do with that. Now, in terms of hierarchy of what our role is, that's different. I am her father. She is my daughter. My job is to lead, guide, protect, and provide. And for me to do that effectively, she needs to be able to listen to me and listen to my and take my direction. But even in that, she has the ability to speak about how she feels and what she thinks. And I also often consider in decision making what she thinks and what she feels because I'm supposed to. This is a joint effort. This is not a dictatorship. That's a democracy in that aspect. I need to know how she feels things about things. I brought her here. She didn't bring me here. Who in the hell wants to be brought into a life and they don't matter. You need to think about that. Oh, because you provide food, clothes, and shelter. That means you're doing your job as a parent. But you're not doing anything for their character. You're not setting them up to be able to deal with the world as it is. Not as they, you, we would have it to be. Dealing with people as they are. Not as how we would have them to be. Two different things. And our job is to prepare them for that. So how do we do that? By being the example first. Take it from me. I think anybody can attest to this who have sense. Women always got it worse than guys when it comes to social dynamics. That's the truth. And in this case, because I have that understanding, I made it to greatly prepare my daughter to deal with a lot of things that she's going to have to deal with simply because she just happened to be born with a vagina has nothing else to do with anything else. And that's crazy, but that's how this world is. And she needs to be able to handle herself in those scenarios. Whether it be in the workplace, whether it be dealing with dating, the whole nine. All this craziness. I don't know if this is true or not, but let's just give an example of that. Now, me, I'm also an actor. I'm not Denzel Washington yet. 
But I've seen some things. I'm very heavy and just like looking at the industry and all of that. Now, let's take Gal Gadot. Now, if this is true, you got, I just want to show you this. Now, she played Wonder Woman. That movie made millions of dollars. If what I read is correctly, she made less than a million for that. And we know like Henry Cavill, who plays Superman, made millions of dollars from being playing Man of Steel. What's the difference? They both are great actors. Oh, gender. That makes all the difference. That makes one worthy of more money than the other. Think about how insane that is. How do you even say something like that with a straight face to somebody? And I'm sure if that's true, which is hard, you know, that's easy to believe. That's it's a across the board. Women historically have always made less than men and a lot of times for the same jobs. So what I said, even if that wasn't numbers incorrect, we know that there's some truth to that, whatever. And that's the whole point. I'm saying that that's some of the issues that you have to deal with. So I have to be able to prepare her for that. And how to get away, get around this stuff, how to stand up for herself, how to be willing to walk away. And in this case, if that's true, I'm sure Gal Gadot probably just took it as like, you know what, this is how it is. But maybe this will open up more opportunities for me, which I'm sure it has. And that could be a smart decision, depending on what she wanted to do. But then it's like, but that's but why do you have to even make it rationalize that in your mind and make that okay? Like how unfair something is like that. And that's my whole point. All this craziness in this world. We've got to prepare our kids for all of this stuff. Now, me, we're also, quote, black Americans, if you will. So we have an extra layer. I got to help her deal with what it means to be black and a black woman in America, because I have to deal with every day what it means to be a black man in America being seen that way. These are layers we got to deal with. Doesn't matter how I feel about it. It's what it is. And I will not send her into this world unprepared in everything. And that's the whole point. So wherever you're at, you need to be able to prepare the children in your life for how the world works. No matter how uncomfortable, how heinous and how cruel it is. There's beautiful things about this world. There's wicked things about this world. They need to know both. And the true testament of a parent is making sure you're comfortable to do it. Otherwise, if you are not strong enough and you don't have the character to do this, why did you have kids? Because I've seen a great deal of people where kids are often treated as possessions, not people. That's that whole subhuman category I'm talking about. That's when you see your child as a possession. And you don't even have to necessarily do it on purpose, but it's still wrong. And you're still going to set them up for bad things in life. Just saying. So it's like, let us be more. Let us stop being so fearful about everything. Let us address the inadequacies inside ourselves. Whatever's going on inside us where we can't deal with things correctly. Because like I said earlier, I have seen a lot of people destroy their lives because they couldn't handle the passing of someone who they loved or cared about. And it's like, well, how are you serving their memory? Well, if you're destroyed by their passing, something that's going to happen to all of us. Would you want them to be short-circuited for life if you were the one who passed instead of them? That's crazy. I don't nobody want to hear that, but it is. And I'm not being insensitive. It's the truth. That's crazy. That doesn't make any sense. You can't do that. Well, you can, but you shouldn't. I've seen people where 
they've gotten so bad that they can't even take care of their kids correctly or to be there for their spouse because they're just so zoned out and all this kind of stuff. And they never see it as the shoe on the other foot. What if you passed? How would you want them to act? How would you want them to live their life? You've got to always see it on the other side to get the big picture or the full picture. Would you want them to become basically a walking dead, being a zombie out here, just going through the motions, barely doing that? Is that what you would want? Then why are you doing that? Stop it. Seek therapy if you need to. Whatever you need to do to get past this, you need to do that. And whatever you need to do to be able to normalize this in your mind and have these conversations, you need to do that. I meet so many people who are scared to even talk about it or even think about it. My old mom was like that. Even when I was trying to talk to her about getting life insurance, couldn't even have the conversation about her getting life insurance, which is her duty. Because her passing should not be a burden on anybody else. And that's a a whole nother topic. But because she couldn't deal with the idea of her passing. We couldn't even have this conversation. We had to, it took like years before we finally got her to get life insurance because she was not mature enough to handle this conversation and to put things in place so that her children would not have to suffer or bear the consequences financially, which adds more of a burden. Now think about if you're already grieving and now you got to figure out how to pay for their arrangements. Because they didn't want to take care of business because they were so scared. They let fear, the dark side of the force, stop them from doing what they were supposed to do. Their responsibility, their mandate. Just saying. So, just something to think about. And I hope that I've said something that really jars people to wake up. Stop being, let's stop feeling our way through life. And let's be intentional about our life. How you feel doesn't matter. Not when it comes to decision making. It's what you know. Feelings are important, but they have their place. And that's not decision making. But a lot of people are feeling their way through life. And that's why they lose every time. So, if you're new to this, I hope that you got something out of this. Feel free to follow me. Got my Instagram. All my handles are there if you want to check it out. Podcast, YouTube, the whole nine. And I thank you for um, listening to my five cents. I'm Mari G. I hope you have a great night. Please be safe. Talk to somebody you care about. Listen to them. Keep them close. Maximize your time with those people you care about. And let's start making the world better by being honest. Grace and peace. And goodbye for now.